0: Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep tight stories. Pick up the pieces of your life. Put them back together with the words you write. All the beauty and peace and the magic that you'll start to find. When you write your story. You've got the words inside. Don't you think it's time to let them out and write them down? Uncover what it's all about. And write your. Write your story, write your, write your story. Hi there, writer. This is Allie Fallon. I'm your host. Welcome back to the Write Your Story podcast, the first episode of this podcast of 2024. I am so excited to be here and so excited to be chatting with you again. It's been a long time since you've heard from me, and I'll talk about why that is today. And I have so many things that I want to share with you I hope you had a lovely break. I hope you had a nice Christmas that feels like a lifetime ago now talking about Christmas, but we've had a Christmas since I've talked to you last. So I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and time with your family. I had a wonderful break and Christmas and New Year and I have two little kids and it was so fun to watch them experience the joy and the magic of Christmas and open presents and all of that good stuff. I also was very sick for almost all of Christmas break which was a huge drag. It was really disappointing to me. And it also is part of what I want to talk about today and part of the lesson that I feel like I've been learning since I've talked to you last. So it's kind of perfect. It was dropped into my lap at the exact right time. I got sick like on the 20th of December and genuinely wasn't feeling 100% better until, I don't know, a week or two ago. So it was like three full weeks of being sick. It was, it was a big drag. I got the flu first. I got the stomach bug second. The stomach bug made its way all the way around my family. And we were all down for the count. And in the midst of all of that, I found this book called Wintering by Catherine May. I don't know if you've read this book yet or not. It's been around for a little bit. So maybe you've already read it. But this was a new book to me. I picked it up because I'm part of a book club. And this was the book we were reading for book club. And I had a chance to read it while I was flat on my back in bed over break. And this book really spoke to me. I wanted to talk about it today. I think it's such an important concept in our culture and such an important concept in our writing and in publishing that we don't talk about enough. So I wanted to talk about what is it to winter? What does it mean to winter? What does it mean for us? And like I said, it's kind of perfect timing for me cuz it came into my life this concept, the idea of the book came into my life while I was sick over the winter holiday and then I was supposed to have this episode up and ready for you last week. And then we got a massive snowstorm. The file that I originally recorded had something happen with it. So here we are now. I'm finally getting this episode to you. I don't know, two or three weeks late at this point, but maybe also right on time because it gave me a chance to think about what it really means to winter. And I want to bring this concept to you today. Catherine May in her book, Wintering, says, wintering is a season in the cold. It is a fallow period in life when you're cut off from the world, feeling rejected, sidelined, blocked from progress, or cast into the role of an outsider. Perhaps it results from an illness or a life event such as a bereavement or the birth of a child. Perhaps it comes from humiliation or failure. Perhaps you're in a period of transition and have temporarily fallen between two worlds. Some winters creep upon us more slowly, accompanying the protracted death of a relationship, the gradual ratcheting up of caring responsibilities as our parents age, the drip, drip, drip of lost confidence." Some are appallingly sudden, like discovering one day that your skills are considered obsolete, the company you worked for has gone bankrupt, or your partner is in love with someone new. However it arrives, wintering is usually involuntary, lonely, and deeply painful. This concept of wintering really spoke to me for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the main reasons that it spoke to me is it gave language to something that I've been experiencing and I think we have been experiencing collectively for the last couple of years— I don't know about you, but really, for me, at least since March of 2020, it felt like I started to go into what I would now consider a wintering season of life. The author is very careful to point out that wintering doesn't have to happen when it's cold outside, that it doesn't necessarily align with the actual seasons of winter and summer, but that wintering is this period in our life where we feel rejected, sidelined, blocked from progress, cast into the role of an outsider. and In my mind, when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, this thrust us all as an entire global community into a season of wintering, into a season where the control was taken out of our hands, into a season where we didn't have access to the things that we were used to having access to, where resources were more limited, where we had to go inward. We couldn't go outward in the same ways that we were used to. We couldn't go to lunch with a friend or go to coffee or go meet up with people or go play games or whatever. So we had to find a way to go inward instead. And that created this kind of wintering time for all of us. Now that's what what was happening on a global level. But for me personally, not only was there that kind of wintering happen, but also I had a daughter in July of 2020 and then got immediately pregnant with my son, Charlie, and had Charlie in December of 2021. She even gives the example In that quote, I just read that the birth of a child could be the beginning of a wintering season. And that was certainly true for me, mostly in that having my children forced me to slow way down. Slow is not the pace by which I have lived most of my life. You could talk to anyone who knows me, in particular, my family members who know me better than most. And they would tell you that the speed that I have lived my life is 100 miles an hour, that from the time I came out of the womb, I kind of was just set on that trajectory. I've always had a ton of energy. I have always felt really ambitious, really excited. Like I have a lot of energy to give in the external world. And my life has always happened at this really rapid pace. And I'm not sure why I thought, but I thought when I gave birth to my daughter or even when I was pregnant with her, that I would be able to continue at that sort of breakneck speed, even though I had this baby in my belly, even though I have this baby that is in tow now, you know, after she's born. And I was just really quickly met with the reality check that that was not going to be the case. When I was pregnant with Nella, the speed at which I can operate in the world slowed so dramatically and so completely. It was shocking truly to my system. And then when she was born, you know, the birth experience, I've, I've shared this elsewhere, but the birth experience was a bit traumatic. I mean, the I was rushed from a birth center to a hospital. Nella wasn't breathing when she was born. She was in the NICU for seven days, which is a relatively short NICU stay, but was still really stressful for me. I had very high blood pressure. I lost a lot of blood. I was, you know, uh, I had an iron deficiency. And so just on a physical level, even the way that my energy was kind of draining out of my body and I'm having to drag myself out of bed to get to the NICU to see my daughter, it was a really, really trying time for me. And I think one of the reasons why it was so trying and complicated is because this wintering was trying to happen for me. My life is trying to slow me down. It's trying to get me to focus my attention inward. And I was in such resistance to the fact that this was trying to happen for me I just wanted things to stay the same. I just wanted to be able to keep going as usual. I just wanted to be able to keep up the pace that I was used to keeping. It felt so unnatural for me to move so slowly and have so little on my calendar and have so little going on and to move at the pace that my body was begging me to move at. And so I fought it for a really long time. And in a way, now I'm embarrassed to say that because I fought it at the great Detriment of myself and my daughter and my family and my business and everything else But I did I fought it for a really long time And it wasn't until I was admitted into the hospital With a kidney problem at 18 weeks pregnant with my son That I finally started to have my wake-up call that no matter how hard I fought this wintering It wasn't going to change for me that this wintering was happening to me whether I wanted it to happen or not and in fact the more that I resisted it, the more that I fought against it, the harder it was going to try to slow me down, that this wasn't something that I was going to beat or overcome, that I was going to have to find a way to surrender to it. And like I said, that happened in the hospital. I was admitted with a kidney issue that couldn't be diagnosed. At first they thought it was kidney stones. And then they said, you know, what? we actually aren't sure what's going on, but for some reason your kidney's not draining and it's very dangerous for you and it's very dangerous for the baby So we need to do a surgery. We need to put a stint in. And I'll never forget my OB coming into the room and just looking me in the eye and saying, hey, I know you're a very busy woman. I know you have a lot going on. I was actually literally on a Zoom call when she walked into the room and I had to hang up the Zoom call from my hospital bed. She just had a come to Jesus moment with me. She just told me, you know, if you don't slow down, you're going to put your pregnancy in jeopardy. I don't, I know you don't want to do that. I need you to, as best as you can, figure out a way to slow down get everything off your plate that isn't absolutely necessary and to take good care of yourself. And that was the moment that I that I really started to realize she was right, that I really started to realize what had been trying to happen for me all along, which is that my life was asking me to to slow the pace. And so I finally started to take some steps in that direction. And it was a really, really, really difficult and painful time for me. It required letting go of... The person who I thought I had been. It required letting go of my employees. I had to fire my entire team. It was literally one of the worst days of my life. It required letting go of some expectations that I'd had for myself of sort of business objectives or goals that I wanted to accomplish. It required letting go of the position that I had put myself in where I felt like I was the breadwinner in my family, even though that was never something that my you know, my husband, my partner had put on me. It was something I completely put on myself. So it required letting go of that, letting go of so many different things, like all in one fell swoop, kind of just deciding that this wintering was going to happen, whether I wanted it to or not. And I had the choice to either break myself against it or just to surrender and allow it to happen. And so that was August of 2021. And from that point forward, I really did start to see some relief. And yet there's still been a lot of going inwards, still been a lot of despair, still been a lot of darkness, still been a lot of loneliness, still been a lot of, you know, just confusion about what this means for me, what's happening for me, what's really going on. And reading this book called Wintering was such a breath of fresh air because it just showed me that what's happening actually has a name. It has a category. It has a There's a there's a thing that's happening to me and it's called wintering. And despite it being painful and lonely, it is also a really, really beautiful thing. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.